Yeah, man. My my mom, she had to go to rehab and get clean, and she she got clean. We were homeless a couple times, and no food in the house to eat. So, so I've been through a lot of struggle yeah. uh, as a kid. But me, you know, I was always positive, so I didn't look at it as too much struggle. I'm pretty sure it was more struggle for my mom than I than me, but. You're listening to the Black and Blue Podcast, a discussion and celebration of the roles of African Americans and other minorities in U.S. law enforcement. Your host on the Black and Blue Podcast is Dale Peters, a law enforcement professional with over 20 years' experience in the business. Hop on board this Black and Blue train of interviews, current events, and pop culture conversations. So get ready. The Black and Blue Podcast is coming at you right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the interrogation room. My name is Dale. I'm your host of the Black and Blue Podcast. I appreciate you coming into uh, to the show today because I got somebody else here that's going to show us what is really up here in the hood. What's going on with this COVID? Help me welcome in my man, Aaron Thompson. What's going on, brother? Hey, everything's good, man. How are you? Uh, I can't complain. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, good. How, how you dealing out here in uh, this COVID times we're dealing with? Man, I'm trying to do the best I can. I'm actually, uh, you know, at home when I'm home off of work. And then when I go to work, man, I just stay away from everybody and everything, you know? Right, right. So you work for who? Who do you work for? Uh, Los Angeles Police Department, LAPD. Okay. How long you been on? I've been on, it'll be 12 years in April. I got hired April of 08. Okay. And what are you yeah. doing right now over there? Uh, right now, I'm part of a unit called uh, Community Safety Partnership. So we're assigned to the housing developments uh, previously known as the projects in Watts. And okay. um, all right. so they developed this uh, program along with the chief of Condoleezza Rice. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, she... Uh, what happened was Connie Rice. What happened was, uh, you know, she said that she used to wake up every day. She's a lawyer trying to sue LAPD, and uh, she was like, "Let me be part of the solution instead of, you know, just part of the problem going back and forth." So what she started, what she started doing was she got with us and uh, and housing authority, and they put officers in the developments, and uh, we walk foot beats, we we chop it up with the community. Uh, I mean, we enforce if we have to. That's one of the pillars, but it's usually more of engaging. We started programs. We started uh, the Watts Rams uh, football program. We got some uh, really good coaches, uh, officers doing that. We started a basketball program, Watts Skills Academy. Um, my, my boy, uh, Ivan Lombard Jackson, he started it. And, you know, I helped coach with that along with another coach, uh, Hassan Trotter. And, we also, uh, man, they started tutoring programs, officers over there, dance programs, all kind of programs, man. Nice. Uh, and um, a really big one is uh, Operation Progress. And an, an officer that was, you know, born in Boston, he started this program where it's putting kids through college. Uh, 
and wow. the funding helps them go through college. They're paying for that. They get full rides for that, and also uh, how are they paying for that? Where are they getting the funding from that? Um, of course, you know they write grants up, uh, okay. you know, and, and they submit those. But um, there is a pretty rich dude who owns like the Grove and real estate properties out here who, who, uh, you know, basically let them, you know, started the program with like five million, and you know, kids are able to that are, you know, that living in, you know, those the the area of Watson, some some that don't have a lot of money. Um, they're actually, you know, they have to, you know, you know, show some type of, you know, they like they want to succeed in life, right? And they drive. put they put them, yeah, some driving. They put them in a, a private school out there, you know. They pri- put them in private schools all over, man. It's a pretty cool program. So, yeah, um, you know, that's what we do because uh, you know the way the the world is going right now community policing is is necessary yeah uh just just not you know hooking and booking is what we call it you know yep. just not ar- arresting people but you know um you know that's part of it but really trying to engage and trying to be there for them you know in all aspects how are you guys being received over there um at first there was some pushback um because they didn't really understand you know they were like no nah, we don't need the cops over here yeah. you know but after after a little while they started realizing because we we started just talking on human level you know the officers who started in the program kind of you know i i came on shortly and they they showed you know they just we just walked around but then soon as it's funny man as soon as uh the community over there they they start talking to you they realize like oh shoot you know especially with me you know they you know they were like oh man dang thompson you 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 uh you you must be from the hood, man. You must right. be down, <laughs> like yeah. you know. So, uh, man, you a real one, you know. And and we get to wear like polos and cargo pants and tennis shoes. So we were in Air Force black, you know, the, you know, dark air, you know, Air Force ones, Jordans. So they see that, oh man, like oh you you know, it, it's an icebreaker. You know, the shoes Something are even Air icebreaker. Force ones, right? <laughs> and then I even you know play ball like it's yeah. funny. Um, because you know in Nickerson Gardens uh, I was assigned to there the first few years and um, they started a basketball program during the summer well so the summer out here in LA what they're doing what the mayor did years ago they called it summer night lights where uh, kids were able to go to parks stay there till like 11pm and then go home it was like straight home but because they wanted the, the mayor wanted kids have something they wanted to have something to do for them um so they developed that program in a bunch of parks where there's there's people there that are working and they got you know different state uh sections to do things and keep them busy well the guys in nickerson gardens they started a basketball league and you know the chief was like hey we want you guys engaging you know play with these uh with the community and so i was like man i'm gonna i'm gonna play basketball with them so i was the only cop out in this league playing basketball and I walk in the gym the first time and I'm you know in full uniform at first and police uniform I you know I I go to meet one of the guys that's shooting around I'm like hey man how you doing uh he's like oh my my name is so-and-so I said my name you know my name is Austin Thompson Aaron Thompson I always say my first name Aaron Thompson and uh he's like yeah man I don't really mess with the police like that 
and he didn't want to like shake my hand or anything like that. So I was like, I was like, all right, man. So then 10 minutes later, I'm on the bench. They put me on his team, I guess. He didn't know, I didn't know. I'm on the bench, he's walking towards me like, yo, you playing with us? Cause I'm putting my shoes on and I got him out of my uniform. And I'm like, yeah, he goes, oh, that's what's up. And since then, we like, we were like buddies, man. We were talking to each other every time we see each other. And, yeah. you know, and it kind of, and it, and it bridged that gap and it just pierced through that wall that he had up, you know? Yeah. And I may not like the things that, the, the decisions that he's making, but I'm able to talk to him and at least maybe put some nuggets in his mind like hey right. you should look at you know what you want to do in a few years you know you yeah. should look at it you know so it really opened the door for communication you know yes. uh playing playing with him and to this day i you know i still be you know i still play with him except for right now of course yeah of course right now yeah yeah, yeah. so you, you from la do you grow up in in la uh i was born in uh, la but i i grew up in a lot of different places when we were four my mom and my father, we like, we were doing well at first. My mom was a, uh, she worked at a paralegal office. She was a paralegal at a law office, law firm. And my dad, you know, he painted houses on his own business, but we stayed in a pretty decent area in West LA. Um, and then, you know, my dad, you know, he, he, he's a jazz musician from back in the day and he, you know, traveled the world at like 16 years old. So he dropped out of out of high school and started doing that. So he he has a lot of demons in his past. So when things started happening, when we were in LA, when I was like four years old, he started messing with drugs again. My mom kind of, you know, had her de- deal, uh, demons with drugs here and there. And then we had to move to my, where my dad is from, Rockford, Illinois. So okay. we moved uh, around a lot over there. Um, and you know, my mom and my dad couldn't get along. So we moved to California when I was like 12 up north in Santa Rosa. And then uh, moved around a few times up there because my mom had her problems as well. And uh, I was in five different schools in seventh grade, man. So like I moved around a lot. And then I moved back down here in Southern Cali. So I moved down to Southern Cali when I was a teenager. And then I just stayed down here um till i was i mean until now basically but yeah man my, my mom she had to go to rehab and get clean and she she got clean we were homeless a couple times and no food in the house to eat so so i've been through a lot of struggle yeah. uh, as a kid but me you know i was always positive so i didn't look at it as too much struggle i'm pretty sure it was more struggle for my mom than i than me but right. i just I, you know i've been through it i didn't have no I, you know i didn't have a curfew i didn't you know i did what i wanted to do but i never uh my friends banged and they was doing drugs but i just it never it never was appealing to me so i was okay. just like i'm cool on that and then my mom she got out of rehab we went to a nice area out in Santa Clarita where I live. I didn't even know where the place was. And uh, after she was clean, man, like, you know, I, I I started hanging out with these, with some friends in high school. And he, you know, one of my boys at the time introduced me to his cousin. And my boy, he was, you could tell he was a little knucklehead, you know what I mean? But when he introduced me to his cousin, him and his, my, my cousin, his cousin and myself got along. And I was like, yo, I'm gonna start kicking with him and okay. the friends that he got because I was like thinking if I put myself around people that are 
that are got going stuff for themselves. Right. It'll probably make me want to do the same. So I started kicking it with them. Man, we best friends to this day. Actually, he became a fire chief um, out here in Pasadena. Uh, out there in Pasadena, my my other boy became a, a teacher. My other boys in the corporate world. So like we, you know, since and my other my other friend is. Uh, he he's like he got his own production company and all there that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, I, I put myself around people that's gonna help that are gonna help me grow. Exactly. And uh yeah, on purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like strategic. Yeah. You know? How how's your mom today? Is she still around? Oh man, she's great, man. She lives in San Antonio, Texas, uh married to a, a wonderful guy. Um my, my dad, he lives in back out there in Rockford, but he's clean. Um, remarried, been working, and so you know everybody. Everybody's pretty good. You know, I have three sisters, and they're they're all happy, and you know, got kids, and uh, so you know, everybody yeah. you know turned out great, man. Everybody yeah, yeah. turned out great. Yeah. What about you? You got any little ones? Oh man, I, yeah, I got three kids, man. I got a daughter and two boys. My daughter's ten. My sons are uh, eight and five, and my five-year-old actually turned six this month. Um, so, right. you know, thank you, man. And I got a beautiful wife, and she takes care of the house. And, and she, I mean, especially right now with with what's going on, the kids got to be home. She got them on yeah. a tight schedule, like, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, this time we do this, this time we do this. And, and she she's running the she's running the show on on the, on that while I'm at work. Um, and then when I'm home, man, I'm I'm hands on. I mean, there's those are the times where we need to be a dad and just hey, just let me watch TV for a second. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but my yeah, kids, yeah. man, I don't I don't my kids, I don't I don't trip on them. You know, jumping on the couch and stuff. I you know I let them be kids, man, and I play with them. You know. All you right. Know, yeah, you got it. You got to let them be got kids because I remember when I was, you know, growing up. Sometimes I couldn't, I, I couldn't be a kid. I had to be a, a grown up. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. At an early age, you mm -hmm. know. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, man, I love it, man. All right. So then, uh, you know, after high school and you you hooking up with these positive people, what what made you want to get into law enforcement? Um, it's funny because my 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 English teacher, American lit teacher, he wanted me to. No, he he made me, uh, Mr. Fan, Jeremy Fannin, he made me want to be a, uh, a, a lit teacher, an okay. English teacher. I wanted to be an English teacher. And I was running track and playing basketball in high school, but I, I ran track. Um, I remember my, at, at the time, my mom was married to this dude who was just a man. Like, I ain't never hated nobody until I met this dude. And, and, really? and yeah, man. And I, you know, he, one time he put hands on my mom so bad my junior year that uh, you couldn't even recognize it. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, my mom finally kicked him out. Um, and then, well, when that happened, he was gone. He even got arrested and everything. But she, you know, the cycle of violence, she let him back in. Yeah. You know, he's a manipulator. So she let him back in the house. So my senior year, he was in our house. And I just, I didn't fall asleep until I knew they was asleep. I didn't, I didn't come home until I was hanging out with my boys. They good people, but I was over their house until like 12 to, to like midnight. And it's a wow. school night and yeah, it's a school yeah. night. I just didn't want to be home, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, um, 
and I was I was playing basketball and my first the first part of the, my my senior year I was ineligible to play because I wasn't doing no homework I wasn't applying myself so I wasn't eligible to play but my track coaches they were like nah because I you know I really excelled in track mm-hmm. so they're like nope they like this ain't going on they had me tutoring they had me they had me staying up to school doing work okay and I got my grades up and I and I made a vow to to be undefeated in my league that year. And uh, I was out there, I was like the only one out there, me and my coach, that really, really, uh, Messina, man, that that really, Tom Messina, he really um, believed in me. And he was, it was me and him out there in the rain, in the dirt track, like, it was like All one right. of the movies, movie scenes, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's what's up, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so I, I got eligible, I ran track, and then I went to my grades, you know, weren't good in high school. They were just all right, barely passing. So I, I didn't, I didn't take the SATs or anything like that. So I, but I knew I wanted to be a teacher. So I went to a JC, ran track at the J, local JC College of the Canyons, great coaches. Um, uh, uh, Coach Kane and uh, Deneen Hill, which is uh, Virgil Hill's wife, the boxer Virgil Hill. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, and she she coached some great athletes. And then after that, I transferred to Cal State Northridge, um, ran track over there, and majored in English. Uh, so I wanted to be a teacher. So, you know, after after school, I was uh, I took some time off because I, I met this. This, this lady who wanted to manage me for acting because I was like in the acting. I minored in theater. And, um, I did a couple commercials and stuff like that. And time went time went on. And uh, I was just, you know, my, my counselor, she was like, hey, Aaron, you got to come back. You got to finish this degree. I was like, all right, let me finish the degree. So I went back and then I started working for a nonprofit organization working with at-risk youth. So I was working okay. with at-risk, I was working with at-risk youth. Um, and they were laying off teachers at the time. And I was like, damn, man, they laying off teachers. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? I, I don't know if I want to do the teacher thing because they don't get paid as it is that much. You know, they don't get paid enough. Right. Um, so uh, my boy that that's a firefighter, he went to the Redskins to play football. He got hurt. He didn't want to play no more after a couple of years. He came back, started he wanted to do firefighting so he went and took an EMT class I took it with him I'm a clown I wasn't taking it serious I was like I don't want to be a firefighter I'll just take it with you anyways it's summer I ain't got right. nothing else to do you know uh-huh. what I mean I went over his house to play matter one time and I came on late I'm you know I was 28 when I came on so I went over his house to, you know I was working but not during the summer because it was a school thing that I did yeah. I was coaching basketball as well uh, so I went to his house. I was like, yo, Aaron, why don't you become a police officer? I said, for, this is my exact words. And I said, for what? I don't even like the police. Like, why would I become a, why would I become a cop, dog? And then he was like, he's like, yeah, but look how much money they make. And of course, I look at it not having a job. You know what I mean? I'm like, dang, they start you out at $51,000. That's a lot. Like, yeah. dang, you know? Right, and, right, uh, right. And uh, I was like, but I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do that job. Like, he goes, man, look how how many dumb cops have you have you ran into? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's true, but you know, but, yeah, yeah, but you know, I haven't ran it. I've only ran into ones that's kind of like either pulling me over. And so I knew one, a sheriff that worked at our school, so, sort of like what you what you do. 
And um, I went up to him and he was like, yeah, just go online. He kind of, sh- you know, shits me away. And I was just like, man, whatever. So yeah. there was a kid that I was coaching and his father was LAPD, um, uh, Wayne Edwards, really funny guy, tall, played in the major leagues, played baseball in the major league. He was a shooting instructor in LAPD. So okay. um, I went up to him and I was like, hey, Wayne, like I'm thinking about applying for law enforcement. Or, you know, what do you what do you think? He was like, hey, man, hey, Saturday, two o'clock, come over to my house. I was like, all right. I went over uh-huh. there. Cool dude, white dude, man. Funny as heck, man. I went over there and he was like, man, he got you. This is how he got me. He was like, man, listen, he had all these pamphlets out here, trophies up. He said, you could play basketball on a job. You can run track on the job. You can, okay. you know, yeah. hit me with the yeah. sports. He's like, and you still want to teach? He's like, you can still work with the youth and teach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, I was like, uh, all right, what do I need to do? He said, man, fill out this card, apply here, go take the written test. He started getting me with guys to, to throw my oral interview. So he really mentored me in the beginning of the process. Yeah. And, and uh, got me wanting to do it. And, you know, I was kind of worried because I've had like 20 jobs since I was like 16. Yeah. Um, so I went to the social security office and got a list of all my jobs just so I can, you know, put it on the on the uh, application. And yep. then they were like, you can't have bad credit. And my credit was jacked up from college. So they wanted to see that I was that I remember him telling me, he's like, hey, they want to see that you're paying stuff off. So I started paying off my little credit cards I had. And, uh, freaking that we're all already you know delinquent and stuff like uh-huh. that so i started paying those <laughs> off uh-huh. and then and then uh my mom and my sister caught a welfare fraud case so they have felonies in their background and they're both living with me at the time so i'm like i don't think this is gonna happen right so but i'm just going through the process and then i met a recruiter at this caps program where in lapd to get ready for the academy during your process of hiring, you go to these things. They teach you how to drill. Because I wasn't military. I'm not military. So okay. they teach you how to drill. They teach you how, you know, you're running. You're going out running throughout the city and running in this. And you're you're freaking, you know, doing all the, the cadences and all that stuff. So, and he was just like, hey, man, I'm pushing for you. Um, he he kind of drew a liking to me. He goes, just remember good things happen to good people. And the hiring process, you get DQ pretty easily if something is kind of fishy. Um, but I was out front about everything. Like I was out, I was out front about I was up front about um, you know shoplifting at nine years old. Um, I never tried smoking weed though. That's right. probably one of the things that they probably were like, yeah, right. You know, yeah, your yeah, mom, yeah. your mom was on drugs, your dad was on drugs. What are you talking about? I was like, man, my mom smoked weed like it was nothing. Like I didn't need to. Like I knew what it was. And when I see something that looks like it's harmful for and me not knowing, all I know as a kid that it's harmful because yeah. it's messing my my parents up. Yeah. Like now I know the now I know the you know the medical benefits of things and THC. I mean, uh, uh you know, cannabis and you know and all. I right. mean, I know now I'm smart. So, but back then I just saw it as a negative thing. So I never tried it. You know, I didn't I didn't have a, a full drink of alcohol until I was 23. So 
you know, I just was, you know, I, did, I was like, I'm a fool anyway. I don't need it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. I was on, if, if I was on something, yeah. I'm jumping off roofs probably. Right. Like, like, I'm thinking yeah. I'm a, I can fly, you know, my stupid self. So, yes. uh, so I was just like, um, you know, and I got hired. It, it's usually a six to 12 month process. I got hired in four months. Wow. So, yeah. So I was yeah. just like, man, like, and then I, you know, it was like, I woke up and I was like, damn, I'm a cop. What the heck? Like, yeah. this is weird. Yeah. This is weird, man. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. but I never, I never let it get to my head. So it's, uh, it's easy for me to stay humble because I'm just, I, I never let it get to my head. man. I really, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I remember a captain telling us like, hey, man, with the badge, man, you got to humble yourself. You don't make yeah. yourself, you don't try to put yourself on a pedestal because of it. You humble yourself because you're a servant. You you have to serve the people. Yes. Um, I can take somebody's freedom away from them. Right. So that's huge power. So just knowing that I'm a police officer and they know that I can do that. Why would I, why would I force that the issue even more like exactly. I don't need to I don't need to you know what I mean and at the same time I've been fighting all my life I don't if somebody want to challenge me or something like that I know how to fight I don't need to or I, I, don't, I don't that doesn't that doesn't validate me. I'm not gonna right. get in a pissing contest with anybody you know what I'm yeah. saying like and if you think I'm a punk because the way I police then you could have a discussion with me a side note discussion <laughs> with me and we can uh-huh. see if I'm a if we can see I, I'm sorry we can see if I'm a punk or not yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. so it, right. it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. so yeah that's how I became a cop man yeah it, it, it's it, a journey it's, it was a journey man there's a lot of a lot of reflection there's a lot of thought process that went into it because um my grandmother uh God rest her soul like she didn't she was scared she didn't want me to be a cop man she was just like mm-hmm. you know you don't need to carry a gun. You don't need to do that. You know, my mom, she, you know, she from L.A. I mean, she lived in L.A. for a long time. She's not from L.A., but she lived there in a long time, her teenage years. So she knows how L.A. is. Yeah. She know all about Nicholson Don. She know all yep. about Jordan Down. So yep. she knew, you know, the elements. And she was just like, oh, God, like, you just got to please be careful. But the man, the way, though, the community from the kids all the way down to the grownups and uh, elders, they uh, they embraced me. Where where man, I can go up into to Nickerson Guards, man, no gun, no badge, if I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? And and they they would be, I, I got what I got a license to operate. I got an LTO, so you know they really because I respect them. Like yeah, I put a few exactly. of them handcuffs. Put few of them handcuffs. I, put, I impounded cars, given tickets because I felt after warning them umpteen time, mm-hmm. you know, on certain things. But I don't, and I don't, I don't care about the chicken stuff. So I'm not gonna just jam them up for like little stupid stuff. Right, um, right. But they, so they respect that. They respect me. They know I got a job to do. Yep. But they also, but they also can talk to me on a human level as well. So exactly. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, you were in, in your formative years of college and all that, that you were into acting. Uh, yeah. Why don't you tell the, the, the people what you do on the side? You're, you're a comedian, right? Yeah, yeah. I do stand-up comedy, man. Yeah, um, yeah. How long you been? It will be in June. It'll be four years. So I'm, I'm relatively new. Um, okay. But I've, you know, when I first started, so I was sitting at the house 
and I was just like, man, like I got the wife, I got the kids, you know, it's just, you know, there's something that I've probably, that, that's, you know, something about me that I'm missing within myself. Um, what, you know, I, and I said, you know what, let me, uh, let me go online and see if they have any stand-up comedy class. Cause I, you know, I, I was a funny, goofy dude. Right. I just didn't know how to, I didn't know how to, um, re- you know, put that on or, or transfer that to a stage. So I wanted to yeah. learn how. So I went and learned the fundamentals. Uh, about three weeks into it, I started doing open mics. Um, and I was doing open mics like all the, like almost every night, man. every okay. night. Okay. And cause I was like, I want to get good. Like I really want to be great at this. And I just started putting in the work, man. And um, I started meeting people through people like my, my mentor, one of my mentors on the job and off the off job. He's retired now, but his name is Kevin Dunnigan, man. And he was, an, and he's an actor and he's been doing it for years as okay. a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in some big movies. And so he introduced me to Chris Spencer, which is my comedy mentor. And um, Chris Spencer, you know, he's a writer, director, created uh, Husbands of Hollywood, you know, that, you know, he's yeah. one of the creators of that and writers Bobby, of that. Bobby Brown and yeah. Man, so he, yeah. you know, he, he, uh, he's, you know, one of my mentors. And so I introduced my, like, he introduced me to him, who then put me up on stage in Inglewood where, where, um, where I, I killed one night and then Lunell, Lunell Campbell, the legendary Lunell, if those that don't know her, she's the she's short, blonde, short blonde hair. Uh, she's been in, you know, uh, so many movies and, and television shows. She, I mean, she's in the upcoming movie Coming to America 2 with Eddie Murphy. Okay. She was in she was in Dolomite. I don't know if you saw my name is Dolomite. Yeah. She she was the aunt that Eddie Murphy yeah. was talking to. Uh-huh. So um, very funny, hella funny. And so she saw me in the crowd, came up to me, was like, yo, you're funny. So I started working with her because of that. So okay. I, I'm like, it's opened some doors. Like I'm yes. at Jimmy Kimmel's comedy club in Vegas. Uh, when it was, when it's open, of course, and you know, we're going back and I'm, I'm making great strides for, for the, because of my hard work, uh, with that and dedication. So man, I, I what I do is I, I talk about my job on stage. I can't say where I work on stage. Right. But I talk about it on stage. I make fun of myself. I make, you know, I, I make stories come to life. Mm-hmm. I'm very energetic on stage. I do a lot of act outs. Um, I just want people to have a good time. I'm not one, like my style of comedy is not really negative. It's a lot of positivity. It's right. just fun. And yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it can get dark because comedians, my, I'm, I, I've been a comedian all my life. I just never did it on stage. But, um, comedians minds man the way we work and people can be very offended but everything is funny to us like everything there's Uh nothing not funny like oh my god the COVID-19 epidemic pandemic is crazy um yeah it is crazy but comedians in our minds we find humor in it yeah yeah. A lot of people die every day off off of everything. My grandmother passed away. People die. Like we understand that. Sometimes that's not the worst. Sometimes going through life homeless, broke, nothing to eat, struggling, 
that's more sometimes that's more hard for people and that can mess up people's minds mentally so how do you right. cope with these things is we find humor in our tragedy and um so that's how we kind of get through pro because comedians man a lot of us have dark times have dark pasts have dark thoughts you know what i'm saying what keeps yeah. me up at what keeps me up at night is death i don't want to die yet sometimes you can die on stage as a comedian and <laughs> you yeah. you could die you could die as a police officer and i'm a yeah. police officer you know what i mean but i still i chose that profession knowing that i have a fear of dying knowing i have a fear of death and you know I, that's what kept me sane is me being goofy me being funny you know yeah. what i mean yeah and so if, if you know it if you could now's the time to watch a lot of comedy you know there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of whack comedy comedy on Netflix right now, but you yeah. know they need to put your boy on. But you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your time is coming, bro. Your time is coming. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you being uh, a cop, I'm sure it helps you out on your routine on stage. How about you being a comedian, helping you out on, in the field, being a cop? Well, yeah, my mind has always been that way. So I've all like that's always been my sort of say like an icebreaker to people yeah. that I, I need to talk to or you know for instance um one time i was working in this one area and it was a backup i mean i get to the scene they had all these people lined up on the fence um and uh and this this lady was just going on we're the only black family on the in, on this block this is some bull and like this is bs and you yeah. know Ain't no gun, and they was about to go search the house for a gun. And ain't no gun in there. We just barbecuing her, and she just going off and off and off and off and off. Cops are going by, not talking to her. She cussing everybody out. Um, she's go, she's like really upset. Nobody like, what is going on anyway? Oh, we'll talk to you when I say. Nobody's saying anything, but she's going off. And I was looking around like, yo, nobody. Nobody's addressing her, nobody, you know, but she can cause problems, she's caused an issue. So I'm okay. looking, I'm observing, and I see a dude standing next to her, just calm, like, just like, you know, he's upset, he got his hands behind his back, and cuffs, and stuff like that. But then, so I see that there's a grill going on, they were having a barbecue, there's a grill uh, going on, and it's, you know, chicken on there, and the flames are still going. Uh -huh. And I go, and I, and I, and I go up to him, because I noticed that, by his demeanor, he's in charge. Even though she's the one that's kind of, you know, going crazy and talking trash, he's the one that's in charge. Okay. I don't know. You know, it's just, I don't know. Just Growing up where I grew up, yeah. Just the vibe, just the vibe. Yeah. So I went up to him and I was just, you know, I went up to him real close and said, hey, man, you tell me, man, who you let burn the chicken? <laughs> And he was mad, but then he started laughing. And uh -huh. he looks up, he looks back at me like, man, who is this dude, you know? Right, right. And he looks back and he goes, oh man, he goes, man, man, the homie, he was the one barbecuing, man. He always burned stuff, always burned yeah. chicken. Right. I said, I said, hey man, do me a favor. Who is this lady next to you? He's like, man, that's my mom. I said, do me a favor. Just let her know everything's gonna be all right. As soon as they find out there's no gun in the house, we gonna let you go. Somebody hating on y'all in the hood said that y'all throwing a gangster party. There's guns, gangsters. So that's why cops showed up. And he and he goes, "Hey, mom, 
hey, relax. They gon' they almost done. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, and she just didn't say a word. Uh-huh. But my humor, the way my mind works, that helped the situation out. Yeah. Yeah. And I do it all the time, man. I, I make people laugh and smile all the time while I'm out there. And it works, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, it goes a that, long way. That's that old adage, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. catch more. Yeah. You're yeah. absolutely right. You're absolutely right, man. Yeah. All right, man. Well, well hopefully, you know, that, that keeps you safe, too. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 It, it definitely, it definitely does. The I remember one time I was sitting in the middle of the the, the developments and shots. Boom! You hear them? And they they were really close. And I drive. Because they were so close. It felt like man, if somebody was trying to shoot at me, that's how like it was that close. Okay. So I drove out the field and I saw a guy that I know from playing ball and he's like he used to ref the game stuff. I was like, hey man, I was like, where them shots come from? And he looked at me like, man, I ain't telling you where the shots came from. Like, I'm not no snitch, you know? Okay. And I, and I, and he was like, come on, Thompson. And I was like, well, was they shooting at me? And his neighbor, who happens to be his aunt, was standing outside on the, on the porch with him. And she was like, come on, Thompson. You know, we ain't never let nobody shoot at you. So That's just tough. that that rapport that you, that you build uh, with the community, they will always help you and keep you safe. I was talking to an officer last night who have so much time off in this community. Mm-hmm. Do you say his name? They know who it is. It's just a, uh, it's a white officer from Boston. He got okay. that accent and everything. You know, <laughs> a, old school cop. Yeah. I mean, talk about he's been in Get shootout. Get to the car. Get to the car. Right? Yeah, yeah. He, okay. He's been in, he, there's stories of him being in shootouts and like he didn't have no more bullets left and he's chasing the guy and they running, they shooting at each other. He throwing a, he threw a gun at him. Like he didn't have no more bullets left. Like wow. that, like, it's like that legendary type dude. Yeah. And he's put so many dudes that have murdered people behind bars because of the way they just, they're, uh, uh, they are, uh, uh, he's done his job. The, the the way it's like a cop is supposed to like he was he's a hard charger he was in the streets he you know he he don't mess with people just to mess with them he don't mess with people but they you throw his name out there man and they 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 love and they hate him you know what I mean it's okay. one of those things like you know they they say his name wrong but they think they saying it right you know right. what I mean okay. but it's but it's but it's they. And I was telling him last night, I told him, I said, a lot of young officers try to be like you. They can't do what you do. But he gets respect from the hood. Like he gets respect. And he's not a brother. You know, he's a white guy. So he's it's an uphill battle already. Uphill battle for him because yeah. he's white and he's a police officer. Right. So they think sometimes that he might be racist. He's not racist. He's not racist. He just there's a, he, and he was telling me last night, there's a difference between, his thoughts is this, there's a difference between black and hood black. And people don't understand that there's, it's a, it's two different cultures. Okay. What the, what the media does is they put it to, they put both cultures together. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, there's a gangster. And then there's a, there's, there's a black dude. That's right. just cause they both black don't mean they have the same culture. Right. Because there's a lot of gangsters that'll look at me and be like, man, you a square. Right. Just because I don't gangbang. 
Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and that's a whole different code. I could talk. I could talk with them. We could chop it up about sports and all this. But then when it came down to what met, separates us is he trying to go, you know, catch a lick. He trying to go hit a lick. He trying to go rob somebody because it's, 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 it is going on. And he's tearing up the community where as me is I'm trying to I'm trying to do something different with my life. Right. And that's where that that's where that line is drawn. And yeah. so the media, they don't see that. They don't care about that. They just be like, he's black. He was white. He's black. He's a cop. So that's why. And it's yeah. like, nah, yeah. don't yeah. don't feed into yeah. that. That ain't yeah. why. That yeah. ain't why. The dude just robbed somebody down the street. He already and then they got him on camera from two weeks ago. <laughs> Right, robbing, robbing somebody else. Yeah, you know, beating, yeah. beating, beating the crap out of somebody, or choking a, a ice cream lady out on mm-hmm. camera, like that one that's going around is viral. Dude, two dudes just walking up, order some ice cream. One dude walks around the back of her, puts her in a chokehold. Now what? Yeah. yeah, puts her in a chokehold. They take her money and they bounce. They put it on video. They just they snitch it on themselves anyway. Yeah, they on put those, it on yeah, social that's media. What that, yeah, that's what they doing nowadays. That's what they do. They do. It, it's crazy, right? Yeah, but. But, you know, what you supposed to do? I know, I, I know the friends that I grew up with that I ended up growing up with, or I know now, so now people see that on video and now they scared of every black dude that walked down the street. Every right. black teenager that walked down the street right. with a hoodie on, they scared of them, even though they not gangbang or they not taking nobody money. Right. They're, not rob- they're not robbing nobody. So there's a difference in cultures like yeah. it's a different all black people ain't the same it's the same thing with all cops all cops ain't the same we got some bad apples and guess what people like you and i we weeding those guys out yeah we weeding those guys out it, that's, it, that's what we're trying to do that's what we're yep. trying to do yeah you, right now you, you just uh mentioned something viral you, you're talking about you know social media and all that you, you're pretty big on, on social media where, where can the people find you on, on social uh on Instagram and TikTok, uh, uh-huh. they can they find me real Aaron Thompson, R E A L A A R O N T H O M P S O N, real Aaron Thompson. Uh, I don't have like as much followers as my boy uh, Trick Shop Cop um, yeah. because I, I don't really have like something that really. But you know, uh, if you if you wanna if you want some cool videos and a few cool pictures, um, I'm not great at taking pictures, but my videos are pretty funny and you know me being goofy um you know go on there and just you know have a laugh or two yeah um, a lot of a lot of people are you know they enjoy my videos because i just bring like joy laughter you know what I mean? and, and, we, and we need that right now yeah yeah definitely man so you and the tiktok too huh you, do, you doing the dances and all that yeah man yeah yeah so uh, that one that i just posted of me doing the dance that was from TikTok. And then the next one I posted of me doing the dance and then somebody's screaming out, no, no, no. Like that's from that's from TikTok too. Okay. And uh and TikTok, man, it's so like I don't know if you know who Gary V is. Uh, but um, not, off, not offhand, no. Look up Gary V. V E E. Okay. He's a he's like this. He has a media company, a wine company. He's like a, a mentor to people, an advisor. Um, on businesses, um, he said about five, six years ago that TikTok was the next best thing. Like he was like TikTok, Vine was big. Mm-hmm. He said TikTok, Instagram, and then now TikTok. He goes TikTok is the next best thing. 
finally got one. Uh, I had like my, I had three followers and two of them were my kids. <laughs> right. And, and I started posting videos of and and one of the comedians, uh, Jocelyn, is her name. Very funny out of Vegas. She was like, "Go on TikTok, put your uniform on, or do it while you at work or something. Put a video up. You're gonna get. You're you're gonna hit." I was like, "All right." So I I did. Yeah. Within, I want to say like a month, I got like up to like three thousand followers, four thousand followers, five thousand. So where now nice. it's up to like twenty two thousand followers. Nice. So TikTok um, is, it, and then what you do is you put your Instagram thing on there where they click it and it, it'll take you to the, to your Instagram. Right. So anybody who want, I'm learning the social media thing. I'm not a guru or nothing like that. Could have fooled me. Could have fooled me. Nah, anybody who, well, I'm just, I just copy what other people do. You okay. Know? Um, so anybody who wants uh, to to get a little social media going a little bigger is t- TikTok is is the way to go especially right now social media that's yeah. all people are are watching yeah you know yeah. so yeah I, I got a TikTok I just haven't I haven't messed with it yet you know I, I'm still just doing the Instagram and the Facebook and all that my daughter she's all in the face into uh, TikTok oh yeah they be doing them dance yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah she, yeah. she had me doing some little thing with her a while back I was, nah. oh that's awesome man yeah yeah but you know I, I have to think about that you know like you said you know do it in uniform and you know blow up so oh definitely man yeah definitely. I, see, I see a lot of those I see a lot of those maybe maybe one of these days but it, it ain't happening right now but it's hard because we yeah. a little more old school yeah like yeah. we're a little more old school we're a little more like hey let's talk on the phone like yeah. we you know uh we come from that generation where it's like man i got better things to do right. with my time but our better things to do is like sit till watch tv like we like we yeah we old we old school we don't want to mess with technology but man technology is crazy they talk about this 5g thing and it's scary bro you're gonna be walking yeah they already got it in china where you walk in and facial recognition and it knows what you're gonna order yeah it knows what you're gonna order they gonna have it and so we just gotta be you know we gotta change with the times but don't let it you know don't let it consume you right but put it down for a few hours put the phone down for a few hours but um you definitely if you social media tiktok is is yeah. the way to go and then you can put it on your instagram and put right. it on i need to do the youtube thing that's what i need to yeah. do, I need to do the YouTube yeah I'm, I'm starting to do all that i'm starting to do the live stream I, I i dj off duty too so um, oh okay yeah, so I'll do a lot of, you know, weddings and parties and corporate stuff. But a lot of that's being canceled now. So, you know, I got to find some other ways to, you know, get it out there. So I'm just doing a lot of live streaming, YouTube, Facebook, IG Live, all that type of stuff. You know, I'm not yeah. D, I'm not DJ D nice. Uh, D nice. Yeah, his his live streams. But you that know, was crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you, yeah, you keep doing it, though. Out there. Yeah. got to keep that out there. When it comes back, man, you need a deep, you need a co- comedian for corporate gigs, you know. Yes, sir. You yes, let sir. me know, man. You yeah. Let me know. Yeah, I've done a, I've done a lot of cop weddings. I've done like I don't know, maybe ten in my department, and all kinds of other departments everywhere else. Uh, I think I did uh, LAPD. I 
did an LAPD wedding this past summer up in uh, up in Beverly Hills in the hills, Hollywood Hills, one of those hills up in there. So yeah, so I'm, oh I'm, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm all up in there. Oh nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so cool, man. I, I appreciate you coming on, man. We got a lot of a lot of good info from you. Oh yeah, man, definitely, man. It was yeah. my pleasure, man. Anytime, yeah. man. I shoot, I'll do this a few times. I don't mind. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Uh, before I before I let you get out of here, man, there's a there's a game I like to play with my with my guests. Let me let me get you set up here before we. So what I like to call this, this is called uh, black or blue, 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 black or blue. Come on. This game's called black or blue, Come on. and uh, your category today is called yeah, it's called Andy Oscar goes to fictional movie character. Since you're in the entertainment, I'm gonna give you a name of a fictional movie character. You just tell me is that is that person black or is he blue, meaning he's a he's a white cop. Or is he a black cop? In in which case he'd be black and blue. So if I were to say like James Evans, you know James Evans from Good Times, you would just say black, right? Yeah. Alright, so now that we got that right, your first one here is going to be John Robinson. John Robinson. Is he black, blue, or black and blue? John, John Robinson. Black. 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 Close. John Robinson. Wesley Snipes from Money Train. Wesley Snipes, yeah, he's black. And blue. He's a black cop. Oh, he's a black cop in a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, I get it. You got so, it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, got it. Okay. Cop, so, black right, so, cop. Okay. Yeah, black so cop. Black and blue. Black right. and blue. How about the Marcellus Wallace? Marcellus Wallace. I want to say he's black. He's definitely black. That's Ving Rhames. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good movie. Yes, sir. Your next one, uh, Aurora Stone Storm Monroe. Aurora Storm Monroe. I want to say blue. Uh, what? Uh, she, she's just black. That's Storm. Holly oh, Berry Storm. Holly Berry. Yes. Oh, Holly Berry. Storm. Berry. I used, man, junior yeah. high school, <laughs> I had a picture of Holly Berry right on my, my yeah. binder, man. Right, right. Storm. Yeah, Storm. I said it right there for you. How about your next one? Alex Murphy. Alex Murphy. Is he black, blue, or black and blue? Alex Murphy. I want to say Alex Murphy's black and blue. Black and blue. uh, Cyber Brother. That's Alex Murphy, Robocop. Hey, you know how long it's been since I've seen that damn movie? (laughs) I used to love that movie, though. Yes. Yeah, Peter Weller. That's his real name. That, played that role. Uh, we got a few more for you. How about Alex Cross? You should know Alex Cross. Why? Uh, blue. Blue? Yeah, close. Black and blue. You never seen uh, Tyler Perry playing Alex Cross? <laughs> Look at his hair. I swear <laughs> to God, Tyler Perry, I don't know if he does it on purpose, but um, his movies... Somebody in all of his movies, somebody got a jacked up wig on. <laughs> do you do you remember was that, was that him with the jacked up wig? That was him right there. Yeah. Do you do you remember um the movie with Shamal Moore in it? What was uh, that? Like Family uh, Reunion or something like that. Yeah, Back in, I could like do one bad. of the first ones. Well he had braids. Well he had braids. He had braids. They yeah. were horrible. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. You can't not. I, I, Tyler Perry was like, I really want Shamar Moore, but I got to make him look like a gangster. Shamar yeah. Moore would never look like a no, gangster. No, never. No, I don't care no. what kind of. He was like a. He was like a cook or a chef or something like yeah, that. He yeah, was, I, them braids were horrible. Yes, dog. they were. Yes, they were. <laughs> there's always one. There's always a bad wig in Tyler Perry's movies. All right, how about your next one? Uh, Vincent Downs. Vincent Downs. Oh, he black. He definitely black. Black and blue, though. So I'm going to say that's actually wrong. Black and blue. Uh, I, that was a good movie. Yes. Sleepless was a good movie. Yes. Well, he was a crooked cop, man. Yeah, he was, he was a crooked cop in that, uh, that Jamie Foxx. A couple more for you. Samuel Gerard. Samuel Gerard. Samuel Gerard, I want to say black and blue. Um, uh, I'm getting on, all man. these wrong. Yeah, that's. Gerard is a black name. <laughs> that's the last name. Samuel <laughs> Gerard, that's T- Tommy Lee Jones. Fugitive, Fugitive was a good movie. Yes, man. it was. Uh, how about the. You, you got to get this. I ain't even knowing these John, names. John Shaft. Oh, man. He, bl- he a black. He is, yeah, he is black. See, I know John Shaft. Yeah. That's, Richard Roundtree. Right yeah. Richard Roundtree. That's crazy. John Shaft. Uh, and, and your last one here, Moses Hightower. Come on. Hightower, he's yo, he's black and blue. Black and blue. You got that one, yes. Yeah. Yup. Moses Hightower, Police Academy. Yep. yep. <laughs> that was a good one. I, you know what? I need to watch that movie. It's been like Yeah, rest, rest his soul ever. there. All right, my brother, but uh, you you got more wrong than you got right, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah them names, man. I love movies, but I don't be remembering their names, yeah. though. You... <laughs> I remember. That's why it's a game, call, though. Let me, let me stop this I, share real quick. I called I call my son. I called my son. Uh, and you... What, your name? Like, what's your name? <laughs> I called him you the other you. day. <laughs> this was during the quarantine. I was sick. Uh, so they were like, uh, my doctor's like, yeah, stay home. Um, okay. Don't go around people. Stay home. I was just like, all right. So this was like three weeks, two weeks, three weeks ago. So I was home for like a week in the, during the quarantine. Um, and then, you know, uh, this quarantine is making people alcoholics. I ain't nothing, man. I'll be sipping on, yeah. me, and my, me and my wife be sipping every night. I was yeah. like, leave. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just now getting over sickness. I was uh, at work. I came home early from work on Wednesday because I had a little fever and mm-hmm. uh, some body aches. And then oh, you, oh, they was like, they was yeah. like, get y'all. Yeah, <laughs> and then Thursday I was done, and then I'm I'm good now. It's it's, it's Saturday. I'm good by now. Called my doctor. Crazy. He's like, yeah, because I didn't have the coughs and the snip and the sneezing and nothing yeah. and that stuff. So he's like, you know, just get your rest, and I'm good now. So I go back to work tomorrow actually. So. Oh, cool. I um, yeah, man. My my partner, we were driving, and I was like, the windows were down. I was like, ooh, do you smell that? She's like, no, I don't smell. It. I was like, um, you better lie and say you smell something, because that's one of the the symptoms. Yeah, that of, you lose your uh, smell. You, your yeah, you, yeah, you can't lose your smell, right? Don't yeah, lose yeah. your smell. Now you, you, you guys can't wearing smell the, something. You guys wearing the mask? I know that's the protocol uh, everyone's doing now. Well, at, yesterday I did. You don't have to. Okay. But um, yesterday I did because we were around a large crowd. Um, and so I wasn't near them. Like we were out in the street. They were lined up to give gift cards away. And uh, 
they were giving some gift cards away. And so a lot of people lined up. The, the one thing about the hood, man, the culture is that they don't listen Right. When it comes to this stuff. Okay. They all on top of each other, uh-huh. smoking cigarettes, coughing, talking about I, this one dude, I said, Y'all need to be inside, man. He like, I ain't, we ain't gonna get it. We immune to it. You're not immune You're to not it. Immune. What are uh-huh. you talking about? Yeah. And then he uh he was like Ever seen <laughs> these 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 uh posts of all these brothers and sisters dying? Yeah, they don't man, they don't they don't watch it. I don't think they watch it. And then uh, I was like, man, y'all got, y'all probably got high blood pressure, y'all some more, so y'all more, because what y'all eating right now, he's like, yeah. man, we ain't got no high blood pressure or no diabetes. I was like, this dude said diabetes. <laughs> I said, man. Diabetes, <laughs> huh? Diabetes. I mean, my partner would crack it up. I was like, diabetes. Yeah. I was like, man, y'all, they don't listen, man. They yeah. don't listen. They think they, they, they are, they are not, um, like they don't think they're gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I think because it came out from the CDC that they recommend that you every whenever you come in contact, you do wear. It. So our policy just changed. Our chief put it out that when you come in contact with somebody, you will be wearing a mask. So mm. it could be the mask, it could be the you know the the, the, the neck thing, the a bandana, whatever. But you're gonna cover your face. So. I gotta, I gotta, um, I gotta get a cool looking mask though, man. Yeah, white that's the thing. Yeah. They be clashing with the uniform, you know what I'm saying? Right. I gotta get right. something cool, like yeah. dark and black, like like Bane, like yeah, Bane yeah. from Batman. Like, like, there you go, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, they sell them online. They're probably hard to get now, but yeah, I, I see those those ads all the time for the, the dudes that go shooting and then. Yeah, I'm not used to wearing that on my face though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yesterday, yesterday a fly fell on, like landed on my um my wrist, and I had the thing on me. And I tried to blow the fly away. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this yeah, yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Just make sure you brush your teeth. You smell yeah. your own breath all day, man. Yeah, so. true that, true that. All right, brother, I appreciate you coming on, man. It was it was, it was fun, and uh, yeah, it was fun. I definitely let you know. Uh, tell tell the people where they can reach you again on uh, on the socials. Real Aaron Thompson. Uh, real Aaron Thompson. That's real A A Ron. Thompson, not the real, just real Aaron Thompson on on uh, on Instagram and TikTok, and uh, I'll be putting out YouTube content soon, so look out for that. And um, I'll be uh, and I'm on Facebook too, so yeah, I'm forgetting about Facebook, but I'll be on that. Well, you know they got the easy, you know, you can post to all these spots at once, you know. Yeah, they do. Um, they do. I try to kind of, I try to switch it up, but yeah, I need to, I need to do that. Yeah, I, I know they say you should vary your, your <clears throat> content on all these different pro, uh, platforms, but yeah, just to make it easy, you, I just do one post and click, 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 and it goes to all three at the same time. So, yeah, because some yeah. people don't have Instagram that have Facebook. So, right, right. I, I don't have time to be doing three different kind of posts for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. Will you take care, man? Be safe out there, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. All right, man. Be safe. Yeah, we'll do. All right. All right, Square Pegs, that's it for this episode of the Black and Blue Podcast. I want to thank my man Aaron Thompson for coming in and hanging out with me today. I really enjoyed that conversation. If you guys out there enjoyed the conversation as well, you know I say this every episode. Make sure you like and subscribe to the show on the YouTube channel or whatever podcast platform you hear my voice today. 
You know that includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify. You know I'm on all those platforms, so make sure you like and subscribe to the show there. Also, make sure you check out Black and Blue Live. You know, I do that every, just about every week on all the social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube as well. Not on IG yet. You know, that's the limitation of IG, but uh, make sure you check that out. I bring on panels of uh, various guests to come on and talk about various topics. So uh, make sure you check that out. I'll be back next week with another interview guest on the podcast. So till then, y'all know what to do. Stay black and blue. I'll holler at you. Peace. This has been a Maitre D Entertainment presentation.